Friday morning. It's time to get your energy. It's Keith and Vinny with Generation. You know what that Daniel. means? Wake up, people! Oh my God! Although, by if the you're time watching you're here, this in the morning, <laughs> we're recording this in the morning, so I, I gotta say, wake up. But so you won't be able to watch. I don't know it in the when morning. you're gonna be listening to this, but you'll be later. Or maybe it might tomorrow be wait, It might be when you wake up. It might be <laughs> might be at night. So you might be ready for bed. I don't know. Listen don't to your ride home on the car after after uh, you know after work, whatever. Wherever you listen to it, share it with your friends. In the car, in the train, on your the shower. The Generation Zillennial Podcast is back. After we had a couple weeks off. Hiatus due to what what my son was on spring spring break or school break, whatever they call it. Yeah, it's all your fault. At the elementary. Not, 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 it is my fault. Totally my, my fault. You, totally you have my a way fault. busier life than I do because you got you got the kids. I got the kids. They're great. Baseball season started up. His first game is tomorrow. Oh fun. Yeah, we got a fifteen game schedule. For coach pitch, this is coach pitch. Fifteen games. I think that's I think that's more games than my high school's getting this year. So it's it's quite a few games. I think we only have like I think we only have like ten on the schedule right now. You know, well, you also have less teams maybe to play against. I don't know. I would hope not. I mean, we you have know. all the high schools in the area to play against if we want to, but I don't know. That's, it's also that's a, it's, you got travel. It's, 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 it's a whole it's a whole messed up. With sports this year, with COVID, when, when it's like element, you know, when it's little kids, it's like, okay, how many kids in the town do we have? Okay, we're gonna have this many teams because we have that many kids, and then we're just gonna have this many games because we have that many kids, and and they schedule. And it's just, yeah, I mean, my my area had like multiple little leagues because I did too growing the up. The towns are set up. We had uh, we had three different leagues within the town. I like the American League, the National League. Then there was a third league. I forgot what we called it. So gotcha. we had three different leagues within the town, and then we would play. Then we would have like an all-star game that had all the leagues play with their best players once a year. And I was like, "Oh, there's another field in this town. <laughs> this is nicer than our field." You, you guys didn't get the nice field. <laughs> no, well, we were in South End of the town. No, uh, the South End's the bad end. The wrong side. Keith grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Te- technically, in my town, no, it's the north end that was the bad end. <laughs> oh, you just got—they just got the better baseball field, I guess. Well, yeah, they had the bigger ones. They had the bigger park complex. This we is thrilling like, conversation. I know, right? I don't know how we got here. The so park, the, so, <laughs> the parks and recs of where? Where'd you grow up? Hartford, Connecticut. East Hartford. East Hartford. Yeah, the yeah. parks and rec, parks and rec department of East Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> Took baseball very seriously. This is riveting, riveting conversation that we're having. I'm sure that the audience is is thrilled. But we got we got a lot to talk about, Keith. We oh, we haven't been around for two weeks. So much has happened. I feel like we should go in reverse a lot, order. A lot has happened. You 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 start. What do you want to? What do you? What's on your mind first? Let's go. So this guy named Derek is going to jail. Derek Chauvin's going to jail. Yeah. Um, verdict came out. That was on Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday came out, and I don't know about you, but I was kind of holding my breath. Uh, me too. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. Um, I heard, I heard the verdict came out. I'm sorry, I heard the verdict. They they reached the verdict, and I saw that on my phone, and I was at work, and then basically I I left work, listened to something on the on the radio, kind of totally forgot about it, and by the time I came home, I found out the guilty verdict had been handed down. Um, yeah, I was definitely a little nervous. I, you know, past history precedent has not. I was going to say, based on past history of, of, of holding cops accountable. Um, you had every right to I, be nervous. Yeah. 
so it was one of those things where like you never know um right it could have gone the other way the the law the law is usually on the police side so if you know the jurors took something that into account um and we're not done yet let's 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 be 100 percent honest we still have sentencing we still have appeals i'm sure this is going to be right everything gets appealed Um, but I mean, this is the first time. I mean, you saw the closing arguments. The defense was basically trying to go for a mistrial. Um, and when, whenever you're trying to yeah, go for I a mean, mistrial, when you, it means when you're you desperate, have right? <laughs> yeah, you you're like okay, yeah. When I'm you're de- when you're when you're mistrial. desperate, that's really all. That's really all you can go for. I think their the whole defense was just very desperate. Um, yeah. I mean, it would have just been much better off if just pleaded guilty. I totally understand why he didn't. Right. Um, because, like we said, this is history has not really been on the side of punishing or holding cops accountable for things. Um, so I, I can understand why he went to trial, but at the same time, the, you could, the, the entire defense was just desperate the entire time. You had mm-hmm. their, their expert witness just up there basically floundering, like trying to convince people that it, it this, the knee on the neck wasn't what helped cause the yeah, death of uh, Mr. Floyd. But nobody didn't. You know, here we are, and now we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Um, I I know a lot of the a lot of the people on the on Derek Chauvin's side have been very very vocal about the <laughs> about the things that have been said. Um, they 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 they're basically their their whole defense is the only reason the jury found this man guilty is because they were afraid of riots, which is again. A, ridiculous excuse it's a it's not really defense of what happened it's not it's just you don't you're not really making the point that their chauvin shouldn't have been found guilty you're just making the point that they he was found guilty for nefarious reasons which right isn't an argument that's right? not it's, a defense another, that's a it's another straw man it's another it's another red herring it's just something that gets out, put out in the conservative stratosphere here. and just gets picked up by everybody and just gets spit right back out on social media so well, th- yeah, that's you, basically the the conservative news cycle right now is and it has been for for a long time is that's what happens right you know conservative talking points get put out there by conservative talking heads and then it gets just gets spit out on on social media and that's and that's their only defense and that's uh when that's their only defense you kind of know you're on the right side well especially when the prosecution you know they the prosecution brought up witnesses of other cops that were you know saying he was guilty when you have it, it, this is why it's different than other cases in the past because you you finally had um, other law enforcement people saying that he was wrong saying that he what he did was not procedure you know in the past you, you know you always have the blue wall where they defend their brothers and all that stuff but we're also in a different time you know we have video evidence that clearly shows what happened if that video didn't exist this would not be a guilty verdict if you didn't have the oh, video, it would be a lot harder, hundred percent. And you're right; it might not. It might not. Oh, be, it definitely it wouldn't be difficult. I mean, look, might not, had, not even, we, might not even been charged, right? Like that's right. the thing too. Like this might have not even went to charge. Because also too, police are the people writing the report. Right. So if the report came out that that they that they tried to put out there, if that was the only evidence that they had about what happened, yeah, hundred percent. This would this would have never went to trial. Yeah, it would it would be like, oh no, he was definitely guilty, and he resisted arrest. He resisted, and, went into a medical went into a medical condition, and and, and, and passed out, passed away. And, and that that's what it would have been, but we have you know, 
um, thankfully we had the video from the bystander who, you know, she, she still has nightmares of it and she's going to have to deal with that the rest of her life, unfortunately. Oh, that's a um, traumatic experience. Sure. Yeah, totally. Watching a, a man get murdered. That's <laughs> it's, it's, that's, she, she watched that happen. You know, like her only consolence of that is that, you know, because of her justice is being done. Yep. You know, if she wasn't there, this, like you said, this would be a different story. But because she was there, unfortunately, she has to bear that burden the rest of her life. Um, and I don't, as a person, I don't know how how you do that. Honestly, it's like you have to both live with the fact that you witnessed this horrible thing, but because you witnessed it and reported it, better things are coming. It's, it's such a hard thing to live with, especially at such a young yeah. age. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's only sixteen. Seventeen, I believe. Sixteen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a story, right? It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there's been so much to say about. It. I'm trying to, you know, think about new things to say. Um, <laughs> it's hard, I know. Yeah. Um, but do you say I think the biggest said? part of the trial was, I mean, other than the video evidence, obviously that that helped get us here. Was you're right? Is the um, is the police chief's um, testimony about how. Derek Chauvin's actions weren't justified because, right. um, you know, when you when you have a superior police officer up there telling the jury that, no, this he, he was in the wrong that I think that goes a very long way. Um, and you're right that you don't you don't see that often. Usually you see um, police officers sticking up for each other, which is, you know, almost understandable. Right. Because in their minds, they have to look out for each other all the time because, you know, they're they're basically taught that they're under duress at all times. And I, I can kind of understand why you go that route, right? Because you got to be able to protect yourself and you, you need to be on alert. But at the same time, I think it puts people in a position where they're maybe a little bit too uh, too hyped up or maybe too, a little too amped up to uh, to to do violence, I guess, is, well, they're, the, they're, is, is, the, is, is the phrase I'm looking for. They're always, they, they, like you said, part of their training that's come out, you know, over the reporting I've heard over the past couple of years, across most parts of the country, a lot of the training is talking about how everyone is out to get you. Yeah, everyone's always a threat. Everyone could kill you at any moment. Everyone has a gun. And so every time they go into a situation, they're ready for action at a moment's notice. You know, I got pulled over probably 10 years ago now. I was... It was 4th of July night. I just finished working a wedding. I'm driving home. I got pulled over for speeding, which I wasn't, but whatever. That's a, you know, someone else was going faster than me. That's another story. You know, I got pulled over. It was, it was like after midnight. Yeah. I got pulled over. Now I just finished working like eight hours, 10 hours. I'm wearing all black because I was shooting a wedding, but you know, um, so he pulls me over now my wallet's in the trunk. So I have like, Hey, I have to go to the trunk to get my wallet. So as I'm getting out of the car, he immediately has his hand on his hip for his gun. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, I'm just getting my wallet. I know yeah, like I mean, it's procedure or whatever, right? but it's like, yeah. it's your pro, you know? So I'm like, I go, I get it. And then I'm, I'm sitting, and I open the door I'm, and I, I leave my door open and I like my leg, leg hanging out and I'll give him, I give him my stuff. He's like, please close your door. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm tired, I know you're doing your job, <laughs> but like I'm exhausted, and I just want to go home at this point. Like I l clearly, you see that I'm working now. I can see he probably changed his point because he never put the speed I was going. I was able to get out of the ticket, but still he like pulled. I'm like, 
why why is your gun why is your hand automatically going to your gun i that, that that's the training that's the problem it's like you immediately are in defensive position when i'm just saying hey i left it in you know the trunk can i go get it and you can see i like my hands are open i'm not hiding anything and i'm going slowly i'm not rushing or anything and it's, and at that moment if i if i had done the wrong thing if i had like gotten something out like a piece of camera equipment that he didn't recognize what would have happened you know <laughs> Like I, I pull yeah, out, a, I, mean, I pull out a large black microphone that he doesn't know is a microphone. What would I have been in trouble all of a sudden? I don't know. Yeah. And you know, and you're, you know, five foot eight white guy. Who's, you know, right. Like, right. Like, so, so imagine being in someone's shoes who, 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 who doesn't you, fit my description. Might, right. And, and have been historically um, harassed by the police and, and 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 that's another thing. Like you have to take into account. And it's 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 hard. I think it is hard for us to put ourselves in 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 the shoes of a person of color when it comes 100%. to police interactions. Hundred um, percent. Especially especially with the heightened tensions going on um, right now. I know pe- people are scared, and I don't I I don't blame them at all. Um, whenever they have police interactions, because yeah, even you know, like I said, even for you know five eight little white guys like us it it can be a little intimidating and 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 some officers can come off as a little bit like harassing and and i think we have the luxury of being able to like you know kind of give the you know if we give the 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 officer an attitude i don't think there's going to be the same kind of a reaction as it would be if someone else gave an officer an attitude so you know taking taking those things into account too um you know that just escalates that, that can just escalate um the confrontation and turn can turn things dangerous but you like, know I, I'm, I'm just thinking about recent events in the past couple of weeks as well as like you know i'm talking about how his hand automatically goes to his gun think about the officer who who shot the kid you know and she was yelling taser but clearly she had her gun and shot him and and, and i've seen yeah that's i've a, seen i've seen other cops i've seen other cops on online going you know taser gun non-dominant dominant handle is different like how do you, you don't you can't confuse them so it's like that's she did the wrong thing and yeah that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting case i'm gonna see how that comes out um well as other people pointed out you know yeah. if you're a doctor and you prescribe the wrong thing or you know or you're, or you're a, a pharmacist, pharmacist and you, you get off the, the wrong medication you're you're liable so if you grab yeah. the wrong weapon and you shoot somebody you're liable <laughs> all right and you we have to hold people accountable for that right you know, but I guess the question is, like, what what level of accountability do do we have? You know, I did, I think that officer ended up resigning. Is that true? She 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 resigned the next day, and so did the chief of police, and then she right. was brought on charges the day after. Right. Which is the fastest right. that has ever happened in any case. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's a good. That's thing. the that's the positives. I think that's coming out of all 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 the stuff that's happened in the past years. I think we are starting to turn a little bit of a corner. Accountability. Um, you know, let's not watch someone choke yeah. somebody out and then decide whether or not to prosecute them months later. Let's. Yeah, we're, something happened. You know, we're, we're, let's let's go to trial right away. Let's do this. Yeah, well, we're we're telling officers at this point, like you know, we're going to hold people accountable for for your actions. We're going right. to make sure that you're doing the right thing, and and you can't just. I mean that 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 taser thing is is a weird story because I I you know I it probably was a mistake right right but at the same time you can't afford to make that mistake 
at the same time you have to understand like you have to ask yourself like why why are we why are we even bringing out the taser in the first place was you know was was someone in, in that series of jeopardy or is it just like we need to also like here's my question there's this, there's this there's this idea that we need to have an immediate like punishment and retribution and, and, right. and it should come at your your the person's expense right um Whereas what would have happened if they just said, oh, oh, they ran away and we'll go, we'll go find them. Like, is, is this person an immediate threat to the, to society at, like at the point and that, you know, well, here's my real not, question. We don't take, we don't take that into account when we talk about law enforcement, right? We don't take account. We take about, oh, this person committed a crime. If we find them, we need to bring them in immediately. Right. Right. It, it, and, 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 and if they struggle and like, and if they, they resist, they, they should be killed. Like that's the, that's this really, that's literally the mentality that a lot of people have. And that I don't, I don't know. Well, I do know where that comes from, but at the same time, like if we need, we need to, we need to progress a little bit. We need to move forward from that. Need, well, it, that, that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a death sentence. If you like, if you try to invade the police and I understand a lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, that's, that's against, you can't do that. You can't just, what are we going to do? Just let everyone go. And if they run away, they run away. No, like there, there's, but there's other there's ways we can do it. There's, there's other ways, there's better ways to do things, right? Uh, and than, also, than, if, give, than giving people a death sentence. And the other question is, why are we training officers to shoot for center body mass? If, if you are trained to shoot, why are we training to shoot to kill all the time? Why, why are we aiming yeah, for I... the chest? I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, okay, if your job is to bring people in and also to protect, and, you know, to serve and protect whatever and bring people in for justice. If you kill them, they don't come in for justice. So if someone's just, even if they're raising up to do, you know, why are we shooting to kill? Why, why is that the thing? I know that's, well, I, mean, that's I know a, that's what guns are I for. Mean, if, we're gonna <laughs> if you're going to shoot, you're shooting. Like if you're going to shoot, like yeah, I always, you got to think of it like that's, 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 right, that's how you're talking. You know, you, when you pull yeah, that trigger, yeah. you want to be able to do this on the other end. Like that's, if you pull, if you're yeah, going to pull you a trigger, know, know that it's going to kill somebody. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a expert marksman. <laughs> I've, I've barely fired firearms, so I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an expert on that. But I do think it's, um, you know, it's, di it's a difficult thing to say like, oh, you know, aim for the legs or aim for the knees. Or <laughs> well, where's the warning like shot? Shoot up in the air first. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> Scare the person. I don't or, know. Or is there like, can, can we, can we maybe think about more like non-lethal ammunition, right? Do we, does it need to be a gun? Like maybe, okay. Well, they maybe had the taser, even, but like, they didn't use it. The taser, <laughs> but if, the, but if, if you don't have a taser, maybe like you know, maybe rubber bullets or maybe something else. Like, like we talk about the the, the case in Ohio that just happened with um, Michaela Bryant, who is you know, again isn't doesn't seem like a very cut and dry case because yes, yeah, does look like she was attacking somebody with a knife, which I understand. Kind of you know, you have a duty to protect third parties, and you know that's understandable and i don't want to look past that but at the same time we have to look at other ways right like should that should that be a death sentence right right should that be should that be the was that the proper reaction where's the to, net to that event where's the net gun you know shoot the net on the person and, i mean any, <laughs> I mean, them anything to the ground. like we're, it's 2021 like you're right like we should be able to to have something where it's that that can inca uh, incapacitate somebody without injury but at the same without without not even without injury like without, without killing murdering them. somebody right without killing them like that's that's my question like it, there's got to be a better way to do things and that, that i think that's that's the push right now is there's got to be a better way police definitely policing definitely needs reform i think people understand that um i 
I do think we're going down a road right now where police can be held accountable. Um, and they don't like that. They, they, it's <laughs> a lot, a lot of the police officers, like, it's a, it's a weird thing where they're like, well, I understand like this is wrong, but at the same time, they don't want to have to t- be held to higher standards, which is problematic. Well, sorry, it's 2021. We have video cameras. And we have they, to, they need we, well, we have to progress as a society, right? Well, we do. Need, policing needs to change. We need to, we need to stop just saying that it's okay to kill somebody if they we don't like what they're doing. Right. If you're going to walk That's, around with a deadly weapon on your hip, you need to be yeah. accountable for how that is used. Yeah. Listen, if you're, if you, if the person or somebody else's life is in, is in immediate danger and that's the only way I, I understand that that's that I can, I can, I can get past that. But at the same time, we need to look at situations and we need to be like, there's gotta be better ways to do things. And I think that Ohio case is a, is a great example yeah. of that. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. If people are walking away from you, if they're in a car, if they're not, actively shooting at you yeah i saw another case i don't even know where it was from and this is the thing like these cases are coming out more and more and more which is great like that's the thing that 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 i think that um the past year or so actually the past couple years now have have shown is that we you know showing these over and 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 bringing these cases forward and people are starting to wake up and be like this is a serious problem like i saw a video um i don't i think it was in california maybe um a man and he did have a knife but he was a good five six feet away and the officer was like you know told him drop the knife drop the knife and drop the knife so his, his, his answer was to shoot him like that's that's just not acceptable to me i'm sorry it's not and i understand a lot yeah. of people it is acceptable but that's it's it's wrong yeah it, don't don't sit here and pretend to care about people's lives but when it's when it when it when it's a person of color who you don't like what they're doing you say oh well it's okay to kill them because they they didn't they didn't comply with the police order. Like that's, that's not acceptable. It, it makes me very uncomfortable with how easily people talk about ending a life. You know, it's, it's some people are very, you know, Oh, that person should have died. You know, it, just the, the rhetoric that some people use about like, um, you know, it's okay to use lethal, like, do you understand what lethal force means? Do you understand taking a, like, if your if your sibling or husband or spouse whatever someone you loved was in that same situation and they did something that an officer deemed punishable by death right there how would you feel about it you think they should be shot and killed because they did a misdemeanor you know it, it, the the yeah, misdemeanor like the, the, think about this the, 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 the misdemeanor just you know, like the, the Miss Bryant case in Ohio like um uh, like I said yeah she did she call she, she called the cops. That's what I've heard. I haven't been able to confirm that. I've been, That's what the reporting is read, that she I've been called. I've trying to read in the stories. Yeah, I have heard that, um, but I haven't really been able to confirm that. Well, the, obviously, that, there's more investigation that comes down, happens. That comes down, still. But I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, this is all going to this is all going to be bare out, and it's going to take a while, which, you know, people want answers immediately. And well, sorry. I, I That's totally, not how the world I, I works. Totally, and I totally understand that, right? But, yeah, I think we all want answers immediately, but at the same time. That, yeah, you're right. That's not we, – we do need to be a little bit patient with this and see and, – and Because there's a details. lot of things that go on there. Who actually called the cops? Was she attacking? Was she defending? You know? That's the thing too. Was she defending herself? And, you know, like, was it, she being attacked? It all, and happened, she happened, it all happened – it all happened very fast. And that, my point is there needs to be a better way. Like that, that situation seems like it could have been handled 
in, yeah. a, in, a, in a much safer way if if people had the right tools and the right training um but i don't i don't know for sure right that, and that's the problem too i'm not an, i'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm, a, I'm an expert on this but um fine i'll just from what expert. i've seen <laughs> just what I'm, just from what i've seen it looks like that could have been handled in a, in, in a way where nobody had to die let's be honest um but yeah you bring, you bring that up and like what you just said about like people's attitudes about this and and you know the attitude i'm getting on social media is that oh yeah it's sad that this girl died but like what else was there to do and that that's when you, when, you when, when, that, when that line of th- yeah when that line of thinking's like you're just stopping you're just stopping your line of thinking there and saying oh what else what else is there what else can you do and that's maybe not kill somebody well, maybe there's a way maybe there's a way to handle that situation where nobody ends up dead Right. Also, I, I believe most be. most officers have been trained in also hand to hand, some sort of martial arts. At some point, there are ways to disarm people with knives and bring them to the ground. Yeah, like but I, see, even the situation, though, I'm, like he was. I'm just saying, you like, say that there's other ways of doing it. Uh, yeah, but he started there. How far away was she from the other person? I don't know. Was there time to do something else? Like, it was like you said, was that the really the only solution to the problem? And I don't think that that is, but that's, it's right. always the easiest solution the at the solution? moment. It, it's, yes. I think it's, you know, if we could, you know, it, as you know, this, this country has such a problem with gun culture. It's such an ingrained part of like people's mentality and we see it as a tool. And there are certain places where it is tool. You know, if, if I'm a rancher, I need to have a gun on my hip in case someone's attacking my flock. You know, if there's a fox coming out, I need to scare them away so they don't kill my sheep. You know, that's a real tool. You know, AR-15. But I don't need an AR-15. I don't need an AR-15 for it. <laughs> but, oh, the hell, fox! But it's like it's 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 so often the only tool people think about using instead of like you said. You know, whether it's from de-escalation, from just talking to a physical intervention to using a, a non-lethal projectile of some sort, whether it's rubber bullets, whether it's a net, whether it's a taser, whatever it is, it's it's always that gun is like so easy to go to all the time. And ah, uh, and it's acceptable. Chris it's Chris, Chris Rock said, right? Chris Rock had it right. We should make bullets expensive. <laughs> yeah, make a bullet five thousand dollars. You can think about shooting somebody. When the bullet costs five thousand dollars, yeah. It's uh, you know, speaking of gun culture, there's seems to be uh, America is back with the mass shootings now that the pandemic's starting to slow down a little bit. Seems you like know, uh, we we had a nice hiatus there. I don't even know if we did, to be honest. No, with you, we really. Don't. I've been seeing statistics that gun violence is is it was even on the rise in 2020. I just think it got kind of pushed to the side because everyone was just talking about coronavirus for the entire year. And that was the only thing that we focused on. No, Well, it also um, depends. It always depends on where that gun violence is happening and how we talk about it. Cause as president Biden said, um, a week or two ago, you know, talking about the gun violence, he's like, you know, it's just not these recent mass shootings. There's been, you know, he listed how many shootings there's been since the beginning of the year. And it's a really tragic amount of people that have died via gun violence, um, not in just mass shooting. And that's, and that's the other problem. We always, it makes the headlines, like you said, when it's a mass shooting and when it's like at a certain location, when it's, when it's a certain type of mass shooting, because a mass shooting is really just four or more people, or I think it's like four 
forget the exact number like four or more people shot and killed three, like but, yeah. is it three okay sorry well so three is a mass three, shooting but... right so like hey a gang shootout and there's a mass shooting but that's not like something right. that's going to make a headline because that's gang violence that's a whole different thing right. according to the public anyways so when you look at gun violence across the country you know the mass shootings make the headline because they're tragic they're in a public place where we think should have been safe and all these things but then if you look at all the gun violence that's happening that's really tragic Be- between the suicides and the domestic disputes because that's oh what was the man there was like i forget what the stat Even is suicides i think we've talked about this in the past like suicides are part of gun violence. Like, yeah. I understand that people just say, oh, well, they'll, they'll find a way to kill themselves in another no. way, which is, which might be true in a few cases, but at the same time, like, because it's such an easier way. It's to such an instant suicide, too. There's no, there's no <clears throat> going back from and, it. Right. Well, it's instant and it's also, it's effective. Right. Right. You know, so I slip my wrist. It takes a while for that to happen. If someone finds me in time, they save my life. Someone maybe I turn you, around. You change your mind. You call an ambulance. Like anything can happen, right? But, you know, you, you, I, I shoot <laughs> myself in the head. We're done. Yeah, you're not coming back from that. Game over at that point. It's basically game over at that point. Um, game over, man. Game but over. yeah, and another th- another thing that gets another false narrative that gets pushed a lot by you know um, gun advocates is this whole like, well, you know, Chicago is a gun free zone, and look at all the violence, gun violence that happens in Chicago. When you know we've found out that guess what. All those guns in Chicago come from neighboring states with lax gun laws. And right. if you if you really want to break down the statistics, if you look at you know gun fatalities per capita, it's the states with the least restrictions that have the highest rates for the most part. Right? Well, it's not New York and it's not California. It's not it's not Illinois. It's yeah. it's places like Arkansas, it's Alaska. Alaska has a, a, a very high per capita uh, gun fatality rate. Well, it's also you don't hear about that. <clears throat> you don't hear about that because it's Alaska. But the, the stats also say, you know, I heard a statistic once. Basically, I forget the numbers are, but you are uh, you're more you're more likely to die of a gunshot if you own a gun in the home. Yep. Yep. Whether um, and, I remember that. I've heard that study. Whether it's suicide, like eight, domestic it's like issues. Eight time, it's like eight yeah. times the the, the likelihood of. So that the idea, which is, is kind of understandable, right? If you have yeah. a gun nearby that you can, <laughs> right. rather than having a gun, than not having a gun, but right. But um, you know, now now it's like if there's a domestic dispute and someone gets shot, or they you know gets get the gun while they're drunk or suicide, like things like that again. Um, I mean, how many it, horror stories have you heard about kids like playing oh with the God. guns and like finding a gun and like just playing around and oh yeah, I know someone's dead. Cause they, cause the parents not taking care of it properly. Cause like they leave it on the nightstand right. or whatever. And it's loaded. This well, is so, why well, I think, well, if it's not loaded, I can't use it. You know, Right. this is why like a conversation really, really, really needs to be had because it's people just are very dismissive of these things and they, they don't really want to hear the arguments, but like, why can't we have things like number one, like insuring guns? Like you have to have like a gun insurance, insurance. especially with like things like handguns and, and um, multi-round, AR-15s and whatnot, right. like semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, and, and like, have why, a sliding scale insurance, insurance based on what why can't is. we have man, why can't we have mandatory training? Like, what what yeah. what is so wrong about like asking somebody to make sure that we're responsible? We do it for everything else, right? Yeah, we do. You you want to drive a car? You have to pass a test. You want to own a car? You have to have insurance for that car. You know, and it has to cover certain things in case you kill somebody with that car. Or you injure somebody else. Or you injure somebody, or something yeah. happens. Like this is, it's, it's something, and it, it, it makes you more conscious 
like if we didn't have if nobody had car insurance and right or licenses right. or, or we, people might be just driving around like crazy like and you hit somebody and go oh well, i'm not no, I don't no, i'm not gonna that. pay for it. but yeah, like and, and if people get upset about the whole insurance for a gun thing you know because you got 20 guns well one that's your fault uh but you know yeah, you, don't, you know also you, like just like cars you don't insure them equally you know if you own a uh you know a 22 caliber little squirrel shooter it's going to cost a lot less to insure that than if you have an ar-15 you know based on what it's capable of doing right. you know if you have a little 22 caliber rifle that can barely shoot a squirrel it's not gonna you know your, your insurance a year is not gonna be that much it's gonna be like motorcycle insurance like oh 50 bucks a year okay whatever yeah but people um, don't even want to hear these arguments people are just like no oh it's my second amendment right that's just fine but at the same time like obviously things something needs to change rights come with responsibilities that's true too you know that's that's a yeah it's a right to be able to do it but you have a responsibility if you do do it just because you have a right doesn't mean you don't have responsibilities to these things and if you want to be a responsible gun owner that's fine be a responsible gun owner lock them in a safe keep the ammunition separate you know don't let your kids play with them all these things (laughs) <laughs> put, put it sounds obvious, on. right? But yeah, you know, they seem obvious, but they're not to yeah. a lot of people, and that's what—that's the problem, right there. It's like, oh, you know, make me, you know, have, you know, oh, we don't want to have a national gun registry because then they'll come and take our guns anyways. You have a national car registry; everyone knows what car you own. Every, yep, the government definitely you know? knows what what car you have. You know, there's no reason why there shouldn't be a national registry for guns, and, and uh, you know. For, what is it? Canada? I forget. No, and that's the thing no, too. Like, in, in, in a lot of states, it's not even it's not even a crime to not report a stolen gun. There's like there's, you're... it's like one of the Scandinavian countries. I'm sorry, I was thinking they have like this gun ownership program where like when you buy your first gun, you can only buy like a shotgun, and like you have you, know, you have it for like two years, and then after two years of like good gun ownership or whatever, then you can like buy a, a different kind of like you have to level up. You, yeah, basically, you know, you have to prove that you are a responsible gun owner before you can level up to the next kind of gun. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's not saying you can't have a gun, but we want to find out, make sure you can responsibly own a gun. And I just, so, speaking of laws, we have... I'm all for when you turn 18, you get you get a musket. Say, here's, here's, <laughs> there a, here's a musket. Here's your... Figure out how to do this. Here's your right to a gun. Here's your ball. Here you go. Here you go. It's about accurate this do much. The, do the gunpowder, put it the, you know, down there, yeah. smash it down. When you can do three of these in a minute, you're good. <laughs> but I, I just heard the I was just heard reporting the other day, red flag laws. Apparently, you know, red flag laws. That, you know, you call up someone, hey, I think so and so's a danger. They should have their gun seized, and they seize them. But then, like, there's no apparently arbitration afterwards of when to decide when to like. They can get returned their guns after a certain amount of time, but there's no like procedure in place to do an evaluation. Sure safe, right? Like, okay, we took them away because you told us there was a threat. Oh, that threat has passed apparently, so we're just gonna let you have them back. Like, there's no that. Okay, why did we take them away? Okay, we took them away because they're mentally unstable or this, that, the other thing. Let's do an evaluation. There is none of that. So like, there's immediate take it away, but there's nothing to stop it from going back. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know the process <laughs> of that, so I'm to Well, I just, I just heard the reporting about that the other day. I was like, that's. It feels like a big loophole in the system. Well, there are a lot of loopholes in the system. I think that's that's part of the, that's a really big part of the issue is that um, there's just so many guns in this country. It's just oh, so, so many. many, and that's what people don't understand either. It's just there's just there's just we're just over 
like inundated with with firearms in this country and it's they're it's getting they will leak out into people who shouldn't have them because there's just so many of them you know that includes people with mental mental issues or you know even you know gang violence but gang violence is a whole different story because a lot of that could be solved with you know um better drug laws number one um number two ending ending poverty like that <laughs> that would go that would go along that would go a long way um, yeah. you want to end gang violence okay first decriminalize all narcotics 100%. and then now they have nothing to sell well they don't have narcotics to sell anyways well they also have wait like, number two a... legalized prostitution yes speaking of real quick manhattan yes basically decriminalized prostitution they will no longer or, um they'll no longer go after the prostitute but they'll go after the clients and the pimps i didn't know about the clients the pimps that i can totally understand that. i thought i read the headline was idea. clients and pimps um but not the prostitutes themselves that's great we need to yeah definitely i think we talked about this actually last time uh we had a podcast which we need to do a better job of supporting sex workers mm-hmm. well aoc was advocating for it that so was that was the thing at the time. So that so that'll that'll help things a little bit with the, right. with the violence. But yeah, you want to get rid of you want to get get rid of gangs. Like I said, one, narcotics decriminalized. Two, prostitution because like like we just said, pimps and other gang organizations run prostitution rings. <laughs> you know, it's like you want you want to get rid of the and then three like you said, let's get rid of poverty. We can do that. We can get rid of poverty. Yeah. That's and it's not that expensive. Yeah. It's not. It's it's a net gain for this is what people don't get is that they always like think oh it's just another government program we're gonna give handouts we're just giving people money one it would cost so much less money and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before on this podcast the research shows that it would cost us less money to get people off the streets as far as homeless people and people in poverty than it does for all the programs we spend money on that support these people today whether it's food stamps whether it's homeless shelters all these things we're spending more money on systems that aren't working than if we just gave people here's a place to live here's a thousand bucks a month if we did that we would get rid of homeless people we'd get rid of the really low level poverty um and like you said if you take away poverty and a means to make money on the streets you take away a lot of gang the reasons why gangs even exist well you yeah i mean you you take away the reason why there's crime right we've talked we've talked about this so many times that that crime is a utility right people people don't grow up being like i want to be a criminal like i want you know don't that's not that's not really a um a, a career goal that people have when when they're young you, you know <laughs> so what what happens is people get into crime because crime pays it, it, and it often pays better than you know the real world jobs that you can find in in, in your area um so you give people a reason to not commit crimes and get legitimate work but mm-hmm. because that but that legitimate work needs to actually pay people and that's where in this country we have a we have a huge issue like like even raising the minimum wage would would go far in, in, in this step and not not even to 15 like we're at this point we need more like a, like a 20 to 25 dollar minimum wage um immediately to, to to help alleviate these problems well um, go go back to jobs real quick sorry you made me think of something and i want to say it before i forget yeah, yeah, yeah. um another thing is you, you want to bring these people people are like oh these people should get jobs things like that you need to take 
off a you need to take off of the job application forms whether or not you've had a felony in the past because the whole idea of like oh well you should go get a job yeah but if they had a misdemeanor or whatever when they were 18 because they were banging with a gang because of reasons we've already mentioned now they can't get a job at a place that wants to hire them because they are a former criminal so we need to uh, job application forms need to remove the question of whether or not someone was a criminal in the past yeah, I agree with that. It should be illegal to ask that, hundred percent. Because because we're we're you're already disqualifying this person from being able to succeed anywhere else because you're asking that question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, it's there's no argument there. Like, uh, but kudos, kudos to companies like Dave's Killer Bread. But we also need to support. We also do. Like we need to do a better job of supporting workers overall in this country. I mean, well, yeah, that, I mean, not, like you said, not, we, the min either. fifteen dollar minimum wage is like, you know, penance. It's bare you know, minimum. It's it's that's bare minimum fifteen dollars an hour right now. If you, and if you adjust for inflation, price what minimum wage was in the seventies, it's it's less than what it was. Yeah, no, I think yeah. If you adjust for inflation, it's like twenty two dollars an hour, like you said. Something like yeah. Um, you know. Now we, I don't. We need to we need to increase union. Um, Union participation, union membership. Um, I, the 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 pro act looks like it's going to get passed. Um, it's a pro union uh, bill out there. You guys can look into it. I haven't really looked into the details that much of it, but apparently it's a, it's a it's going to help unions uh, be able to form. Um, I was a little disappointed in the in the Amazon. As um, was I there that they got. I guess they voted it down. Um, but there's a lot of tools that Amazon has in their belt to squash that to squash that um you know it, it, yeah it doesn't come down to a you know a democratic vote but at the same time there's amazon has a lot of power there to to push a lot of propaganda make you know make people sit in meetings and mm -hmm. it's going to tell them how how terrible the union is and and also too it's illegal to 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 threaten like um people trying to form unions but it's not illegal to make predictions about those unions right so you can't actually come out and say if, if you, you form a union you'll be fired but you can say listen guys if if this union forms i don't even know if this company is going to be able to exist anymore you know it's, we're not going to be able to you know the, the fees are going to be so, so high it's going to be hard to employ everyone because we're going right. to so you know what's, what's the difference there right you're basically yeah. saying the same thing you're just well if you form a union you're gonna, now you're going to pay union fees so you're really going to make less money if there's a union because you got to oh, pay the union yeah, dues, you, you know. Less money. There's, there's, yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of propaganda. You know what? Things, you, you know about he, he, my. So my father-in-law is a retired New York um, corrections officer from in, in Westchester County, right? So that's a union job. He worked for the county. He actually started off as a janitor in the county, then worked his way into corrections. So he, 25 years and out, 25 years and able to retire. Right. So he retired in his 50s. Um. Had a pension. He got. He's had three raises since he retired. Wow. <laughs> because the union negotiate was renegotiating things, and they always make things retroactive. That's strong. That's good. So like, it's based off of like a certain date whenever they do a, a, a pay raise. So like, and even before, like he would get well, that's still raises. Public sector and, too, though, right? right I mean, that's public that's, sector. Yeah. That's I mean, the, but still, because the, the they're private, part of private sector it's a union. Private sector unionization is what we really need to. Oh yeah. But it's just a, its point is that it's, it's a union, a and it's like you know the union has negotiating powers. They do things. They go to bat for their workers, and um, they 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 really do do things. And it's like look at the benefits. He's he's retired, 
and, you know, and he's getting raises in retirement. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people still have this like misunderstanding that like and you only had work for twenty five years. That public sector work isn't as re- rewarding as private sector work, and there's something to be said about because the private sector the the ceiling is a lot higher. But you can make time, a lot more, but you know the, the bottom. The bottom is way lower. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what though? The 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 town trash collector probably has a better pension than most people realize. Hundred percent. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I drove I drove a trash truck for twenty five years, but I'm retired at age fifty two, and I'm making sixty thousand dollars a year in retirement. Yeah. And I can do whatever I want now, and I have be- medical benefits. You know, like. But will someone think of the? Will someone think of the billionaires though, Keith? One of those, those poor billionaires. Oh yeah. Might only might only have a couple of billion dollars instead of Bezos. How many billionaires are in this country? Like a thousand? Too like many. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. Too but many. That's, that, 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 those, those, that's the number of people that are like a thousand, like a like a like a thousand families. Like that's that's what we're talking about. And these and these you know they're we're not no one's gonna punish billionaires to the point where they're like living in abject poverty. No. Like they're still it, gonna be the richest people in the world. And, and any of them could solve that. any of them could solve poverty by themselves, right? Oh you know, yeah, if they wanted I mean, to. Like, you know, like, oh, if Bloomberg and Jeff Bezos got together, they'd probably be able to. And Bill Gates. You know, and one of them by themselves has enough money to to, to, to solve poverty. To, yeah, to solve homelessness. To definitely solve homelessness, I think solving homelessness would only cost the country like thirty-five billion dollars, somewhere to that yeah. effect. And like, yeah. that's not that's not a ton of money if it's you really think about right. it. I mean, maybe we, we should just, put maybe that we're should just be looking a, to pass a two child, two trillion dollar. Um, Infrastructure bill. I was gonna say maybe that should be part of the infrastructure bill. <laughs> Let's build homeless housing yeah. across houses. the country. That would go a long way to alleviate a lot of problems in this country. Give people food. You know, we've gone away from houses. building. You know, you, you realize, realistically, we've gone away from um, affordable apartments and affordable housing because every new complex you see going up is usually like. You know, the condos are like these big, huge condos, 2,000 square feet, or houses are like these little McMansions that are like 2,000, 3,000 square feet. You know, the house I grew up in was 1,000 square feet after the addition. So it was like 900, you know, 950 when it was built um, for a family. And we have a family of four, one bath. You know, it's not, it wasn't a huge house. You know, we probably could have used a little bit more space. But at the same point, you know, it was built um, as track housing for Pratt and Whitney. We don't see that kind of development anywhere anymore. We're like, okay, we're gonna take this part of land and we're gonna build like ten houses right here that are, they're not gonna be huge, but they're gonna be big enough for a family that can move in here. Whether it's not it's, prof- it's, not, it's not as profitable, right? It isn't. It's not as attractive. It's not as attractive, and it's also not as profitable. So that's that's what companies are going to look for. Well, yeah, and and it also helps. It helps the community that you live in. Um, we could just. This is, I mean, you know me. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, in, in reality, like, you know, money isn't real, and we're making this, well, this whole like, is. society is basically made up. Like, we could do, we could do a much better job of, um, in reality, is just like the way we take care of society each together yeah. and take care of each other. This is, it's not the world we live in right now, which I, I get. It's hopefully the world that we, we want to move towards, and that's, you know, I think that's that's what it, you know it comes back to what we were saying before. It's just these, you know, there's got to be there's better ways to do things. Are you utopian <laughs> and, and because, Star Trek future? We only got yeah 200, 300 more years to get there. Yeah, there's better <laughs> ways to do things, and, and you know we, we we have to get there eventually. And I think you know we got we have to advocate for these positions, and I mean that's that's what we're trying to do is advocate for a better society in in, in general. Um, 
So yeah. So that's the thing. I think people get people, and this has happened throughout history, right? People just people are stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. They think this is this is the best way to do things. This is how we've always done it. This is how we've always done it. And and with every situation, I think we can look at we can look at things and say, is, is there a better way? And I think in almost every situation you can think of, you can if you really sit down and think about it, yes, there is a better way to do things. It might I mean, not be the some way. Some things are changing, but just and it might not even benefit. It might it might not even benefit you directly, right? But at the same time, it's going to benefit everybody. And I think that's something that we. Well, that's what people. Take I care. think that's the other problem is too is we, you know, people get raised with the sense of well, if it doesn't benefit me, then why do I care? Or a lot. I don't know if everyone gets raised that way, but a lot of people have that mentality of like, how's this? Yeah, how's this? How's this benefit me? What's I remember in, me? I remember in around it was around probably around the election time, uh, the 2016 election time. Um, I think someone asked me like, you know, what how has obama made your life better and i'm like i don't think obama's had made my life better but that's not really the the point the point is he it's a it's he his his ideas were he's made the the world better (laughs) better for everybody than than the conservative ideas and i'm not saying like we you know i've done enough obama bashing in the past i don't know about this on this podcast but um you know he's still you know liberalism isn't the answer but it's still better than like the conservatives ideas well and like you said you know yeah i, I look at it like okay people cast that question out well what, what has biden done for you i'm like well for me personally not much what is he proposing to do that's going to benefit me personally i don't know is he going to be doing things that i think benefit the country and the world as a whole yes and that to me is just morally moralistic you know morally that is what I care about. I care about benefiting the whole. I don't and care right about now, me personally. As long as long as I have a roof over my head, I have food to eat, and I have clothes to put on myself and my kids, like I'm happy. I don't need to, you know, right. it's nice to have things. I don't need to have everything. I'm we're not suffering. I don't need any more benefits. You know, I can actually sacrifice some and be okay. And if I if I if my sacrifice of some helps people that have less have more i am for that and here's here's the difficulty that the biden administration is going to have right it's just we we just had four years of trump and this 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 goes for liberalism basically across the board too because what seems to happen is conservatives come in and and just blow things apart and then liberals have to come in with you know and they have to be a little bit moderate right to get elected and then they come in and they have to basically put band-aids on the, the knife wounds that the conservatives caused yep and that that cycle just keeps happening and we're getting to the point now where we're those those, those band-aids aren't aren't enough and like every time a republican makes a tax cut oh the liberal comes in and 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 quote unquote raises taxes but never to the level that they used it to was be previously so we're you know we're, we're, just, we're still that, net those, loss right those, those stab wounds are still like trickling out a little bit and you're just putting band-aids on them and saying it's going to be okay it's going to be okay and then you get stabbed again i'll put another band-aid on it but you're still you're still losing here we're still losing ground um and of course and like people i always feel like the the republican argument is never thinking about anything in the aggregate like the two trillion dollar uh infrastructure bill there's a lot of pushback against it because like well that's a lot of money to spend on all this stuff we don't need to spend you know it's like but they don't think about the aggregate. Whereas like, okay, you spend this money on these things, 
but you're going to save money by doing it. You're going to, you know, if you go and fix all the bridges, you know, what if one of those bridges collapses and there's a hundred cars on it when it happens, how much is that going to cost? Besides, you know, human lives, insurance claims, you got to rebuild the bridge. It's closed because it's closed while it's being rebuilt. So all that traffic that used to go over there has to be rerouted. You know, you're spending more money on transporting, transporting goods. Um, the cost goes up significantly when you don't fix it first. Well, every conservative argument basically is they it's just, never the aggregate. It's about the immediate. Right. Because it's an easy sell, right? It's an easy, it's easy yeah. rhetoric. Well, that's, so it's, 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 how, it's, it's they, how you hold power. It's how you keep, it's how you maintain the status quo. Uh, Again, you just say, this is the way, this is the way we've always done things. It'll be, everything's going to be okay. Why should we spend all this money? It's, it's going to, it's going to hurt your pocketbook. And at the same time, it's not, it's, it's not, not going to hurt my First of all, they, that just, might... they just lie consistently. First of all, that that the true dealing, true two trillion dollar plan isn't coming out of my pocket. Um, it's not going to cost me anything personally, and it's going to be- benefit me in the long run. You know, whether it's the bridges that get fixed, whether it's the electric charging stations that get installed across the country, whether it's the the broadband internet that gets deployed out so that all my students have internet when we do remote classes. You know, it's so, it's all those things. So, you know, speaking about conservative grifting, um, Earth Day, Earth Day was yesterday. Um, Every day so is Earth Day. The, the environment. I live here that, all that, the time. That, I live here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> someone actually, I was listening to uh, the, the roundtable on NPR yesterday and someone said, someone mentioned like, you know, Earth Day needs to be more than one day, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, then, you know, we'd have to have like Mother's Day every day too. But <laughs> so, I, you know, I get the idea behind Earth Day. But um I do too. You need one day to like say remind everybody like this is this is an important thing. Um, it's I, a good. It's a good day to kick off. Speaking of conservative player. grifting, I want to I want to bring okay. this up because I saw that AOC and Medry Taylor Green are going to have a debate on climate, and this is a terrible terrible idea for AOC, and this is why. Marjorie Taylor Greene does not care about facts. Right. She cares about making rhetorical arguments. So AOC can be as prepared as she wants for this debate. It will not matter. um, Marjorie Taylor Greene will come out and say whatever she wants to say. And just if AOC brings up a point to counter counter argument her point, she'll just ignore it and move on. Because that's what conservatives do when they when they're faced with arguments, they don't care about your argument. They, they don't care about the truth. Intellectually honest facts. about your argument, they're just gonna get their talking points out, and yep. and and their base is gonna eat it up. And and and, and it's gonna be not like, only will their base eat it up. Oh my god! People who are on the fence don't like complicated arguments, and I hate I I, I don't like they don't like nuance. Disparage. I don't like to disparage people in general. But people, especially when it comes to complex issues like this, don't really want to hear about the facts. They want to hear arguments. They want to hear two arguments, and they're going to decide which argument they like better. And if someone just comes out and says a bunch of stuff that sounds good to them, it's going to work. It doesn't matter what, the, what facts are on their side or not. Especially if it's something that's, that's just, already in their thought pattern. Right. Like that, and, and, and let's be confirmation honest. Confirmation bias. Yeah. And let's be honest that something like this, it's, it's really easy to argue that climate change 
isn't as big a deal as the the media and the, the people love to, to, to disparage the and scapegoat whatever the media is and i think a lot of conservatives have we know what that. they I think the so media much. is well as a media guy i'm sure like it's, I, it's, as as one of my colleagues said the other day is like the news is media not all media is the news Ooh, i like that <laughs> fox but, news is a tv channel not all things on fox news is news they have no. like less than four hours of news programming. Yeah, most right of it's most of it's opinion. But well, that's yeah. that, that goes for that's, a lot of the. Let's be honest, that goes for a lot of the major news. All all news. the twenty four hour channels. Yeah, because what are they going to do? They can't. There's only so many stories in the day to cover. Except so for headline news. Headline news is always headline news because that's their thing. <laughs> but even that has opinion on it, right? I mean, no, I think like, it's just the HN, I don't know. But, no, I, so, I mean, I, I don't well, watch too much of it. But when I say it, they, I mean, they they have they have opinion. Um, that's why I like the the so. evening news. You know, you watch the evening news. You got a half hour of like actual news and that's that's good like boom here's here's the top things here's that are happening today. Today. Well, let's be honest we have a, we have we have a device in our hand now that that will give us pops those things out anyway breaking news articles and you know they <sighs> so i'm gonna get ahead of myself here but it's the, the confirmation bias because you you only get on your phone what you subscribe to so but, right but at the same time too a lot of like you know, we, we need to do a better job of parsing news and opinion and mm-hmm. I think we've talked about that plenty of times on this on this podcast um, when it comes to media. Um, I don't know where I'm going. Sorry, I totally, I totally destroyed your train of thought. Yeah, we were talking um, about AOC and she shouldn't do the thing because the Republicans are going to eat up whatever. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene says confirmation bias, uh, bad for people on the fence. I had to figure yeah. out where we were. That that was yeah, it. But that, we, well, yeah, bullet that, points. I, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's just, this is, and this is where we end up. And yeah, the media, that's okay. I, I got really upset about that. I think the about media, because I, yeah. you know, I, I recently saw a post, uh, a comment online that, that kind of bothered me about um, WNBA versus NBA salaries. And, and someone brought up, but the, the media will tell you this is sexism. And it's like, it's just basic. It's basically the comment was, "This is just basic economic," but the media will tell you it's sexism. I'm like, who is the media? Like, what do you like? And, well, and it's, it's, it's a scapegoat, easy thing to say. It the is media such says an easy this. thing to say. The me, the the, the, the left wing media, the drive by, like that's that was Russia's like big. The drive by media was his, was his big quote all the time. And, and <laughs> it always gets me when people talk about the media when they are on. The media. the media like you like, are part of the media you're a, you're a news you're a radio talk show host for decades you're a part of the media my friend yeah tucker carlson you're part of the media yes yeah. like, fox news guess what they're you're, a media conglomerate like you're one of the most watched a, channels in the country you're part of the media you're, you're the, the, one of the biggest parts of the media but you like to play the scapegoat you like to play scapegoat. not the scapegoat you, you like to play the victim and let's be honest to to a good number of conservatives it's the the quote unquote Jew run media. Oh my and god! That, and I think that's uh, that's where we get into like dangerous territory. <sighs> but there, it, that 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 that's where that trope really comes from, right? Oh yeah, it's that, it's oh, that yeah. idea that there's a there's a media cabal out there controlling all the information, and it's if if you follow that information, you're just following the the the, the, the you're a sheeple, right? You gotta think for your, you gotta think for yourself. Not, well, you, not, not, and yet, but thinking for yourself doesn't mean going against what the mainstream people think. And you, you, this is a random thought too. You see this in like, in pop culture. 
right? You see this idea where like, if something gets too popular, it can't be good anymore. Right. I was actually listening to um, uh, Lindsay Ellis. That's um, why I don't like the Dave Matthews band, so. I used to love the Dave Matthews. <laughs> I hated them because everyone else liked them. Because everyone's so popular, right? That's why but I didn't you, like but them. But you bring that point up, like, that, right, that's why you hated them because, oh my God, they're so popular. They, they can't well, be good it, at it. Was if, it cause if everyone likes them, they can't be that good. Because like, everyone was obsessed with them in high school. That's why. And, yeah, they were huge back then. I was, I was a huge Dave Matthews band fan. I just anyway. hate, I hate the obsession. That's all. I was listening to a Lindsay Ellis video the other day um, about Titanic. And about how Titanic actually is is a good movie, but at the time, I think it won Best Picture. But yeah. also at the but also at the time, it was like critics kind of had this issue with it because it got so popular, it was so mainstream that it was like, can it be that good? Right? Because you got the the movie snobs out there thinking, well, if if everyone liked it, it has there has to be something wrong with it, right, or something. Like, so it kind of like puts you in this mindset where like if everyone's thinking it i can't just follow the crowd right i have to i have to counter that so that's that's kind of where that whole like like mainstream media idea comes from it's almost like oh i'm smarter than everybody else i know the real facts i know the real truth not what the media is trying to push on us that that's where i'm going with that yeah well i was going to say there there is some um... Part of it is based in reality, though, because you know for a long time, well, all, all major networks have you still have a gatekeeping situation. They decide what goes on air, what doesn't go on air. There's always editorial. Yeah, I mean, well, you see this this argument on the left, right? Is that the the, the, the far left, the, the, the my my left, <laughs> not not the left with 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 uh, with the mainstream things, right? With the <laughs> um, the liberal left is you don't see a lot of like you know you won't see like pro communist propaganda on on NBC. No, right. they're it, still going to push. And another part of it, too, is like these ideas are getting more popular. Right. So that so capitalists need to go with the with the, with with the flow or they're going to like this whole like voting thing. Right. I can bring bring this up now um, in, in Georgia with all like um, all the companies saying like having pushbacks against the the the, um, the voting laws in Georgia where. They're, the only reason they're doing this is because it's popular, right? If it wasn't popular, Coca-Cola wouldn't care what people voting in Georgia or not. What, they, they have it's no public relations. That. Right. They're doing this because they know it's a popular position and people are, it's more popular than the, than, than, than the anti-position of it. So whatever boy, quote unquote boycotts are going to come from conservatives based on them saying, oh, we, we, we don't like the, these voting laws in Georgia and we're going to push back against it because they're, you know, they're from Georgia um they're based out of atlanta they're they're doing it because it's beneficial to to them <laughs> and coca-cola they're not doing it to benefit the united states of america or the people of georgia well I, I don't are they i don't know if they're a union shop or not coca-cola but i imagine a large part of their working base like their their you know line workers and stuff are mostly people of color being if they're in atlanta based on the population of atlanta you know, so you also want to go with what your workers are, uh, you know, they're, they're going to make money either Co way. I don't think Coca-Cola as, as a corporation really cares. Right. Um, no, but, but time, it's public relations. It's public relations. That's my right. point. It's, 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 you saw, it, you saw this too with the, you know, um, with the gay movement, right. When, you know, back when we were, we were young and, you know, being, being a homosexual was still kind of, um, 
We didn't talk about as, it. You were seen as depraved, right? You were seen as, as it was like, I don't want to use the word sinful because not everyone's religious, but you know what I mean. But as, as attitudes started changing, um, you saw corporations starting to move towards like that, the whole woke capitalism ideology, right? Where it's like, you're, you're, you're pushing good ideas. I'm not sure if it's for the, the good reason, but, but I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take it, <laughs> you know, right. I'll, 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 at this point, I'll, t- I'll take it. Well, it's, I'll, you know, use, at least they're using, right, at least corporations are using that, that power that, that, that they have, which I don't, which is, I don't agree that they should have it, but at the same time, at least I, I will accept the fact that they're using it for, for, for good things. Like I say, corporations are always going to, ones that want to be around for a long time are always going to try to be where the mood of the nation is and go with that. And, and the smart ones get on it early. You know, the, the smart corporations are going to be the ones that are out there at the front saying, okay, this is the new trend in five years. This is going to be what's popular. We're going to be on there now. So that way our PR is already in place. And then when it's coming, like, Hey, we've already had all these things in place and we are, we've changed our policies and whatnot. Um, part of it's PR, like I said, you know, and you know what PR is PR is the freest form of advertising. Yeah. Because I think you see it with, I think a good example of this, sorry, I'll let you finish. I was going to say, like, when you see, like we're talking about Coca-Cola in Atlanta, talking about the voter laws, how much free publicity did Coca-Cola get from that? When, when Nike decides to have Colin Kaepernick, be the next person for it and and you have people getting all upset about nike and you know how much free publicity nike got because of that that's called free advertising they saved millions of dollars because they chose to have colin kaepernick and then now they're talked about on every single news channel for day you know fox news talked about for days on end and now it, it, that's 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 money that's so, them yeah. make, getting I advertisement good, i think a good example of looking at this is is the nba right now um, over the past year, the NBA has been very vocal about Black Lives Matter. So obviously, a lot of the players in the NBA are, are people of color, um, a super large majority, uh, probably in the 90% area. <clears throat> um, so they were very on, on top of pushing, you know, being pro Black Lives Matter, you know, having a lot of messaging out there, supporting mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. When it comes to China, they... Yeah. They, some of their players started to speak out about what was going on in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and China put the big squash on, on that. that. Yep. And you didn't hear anything anymore from NBA players about, about Hong Kong because it wasn't good for the NBA's bottom line. Cause in, cause they have a relationship with China and they have a legal, they make there. a ton of money in China. A ton of money. In I mean, China. there are a ton of people in China. Let's, you know, it's what, yeah, it's a big economy. Yeah. So they, yeah, you're right. At that point in the, in the States, BLM was a big deal. They're all for it. As soon as that stuff about Hong Kong came out and the Chinese government got involved, that got shut down so fast. Um, because yeah, that's, it, so that's it's where still money. That's where corporations stand. That's kind of, that's kind of a good example to look at how corporations can, can, can yeah. use their power for, for good, but also too, when it's not, when it doesn't, doesn't suit their bottom line, it's really not, it, they're not going to push the narrative because it, it doesn't help them. Yeah, and that, and that's really where the problem is with the capitalist society, as we always talk about, is because we're, they're always looking at the bottom line, and they'll support a social cause as long as it's helping their bottom line or doesn't hurt it at least. As soon right. as it starts to hurt their bottom line in a significant way, 
you know, yeah, there's plenty of people that said, oh, I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore because of this, that, the other thing. Or I'm not going to watch baseball now because they get, they're they doing this. They got the BLM stuff out there. You know, I've heard tons of the stuff of that. And, like, you know what? The, the, the percentage of people that say that versus how many people actually do it um, is not enough for those organizations, especially because of the player base. Like, you know, you also have to look at who's playing. <laughs> it's like if you can't support your players, you, you're going to have a problem too. You know, um, so because uh, those players, have, they wield a lot of money and a lot of influence, so they, they can make a lot of things happen. Again, bottom line. So as long as their bottom line is not significantly impacted by something, they'll, they'll do it. And as soon as it does, like the China one's also interesting because that's the whole geopolitical problem as well. It's not just, you know, it's, yeah, it's NBA and their bottom line, but also I don't know what other outside influences government-wise came into play with that as well. Because that's a geopolitical situation, and that gets very sensitive very fast um, in that regards as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You know. but <laughs> I, th- I, think th- I think the overall like point, we, the overall takeaway of this is, like, like we said, corporations are only, only going to do or only going to push for social movements when it benefits them. Like, well, so don't, don't look to corporations to, 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 to solve the problems is, 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 is my takeaway. Well, I, I'll, end up, I'll end with this thought, and then we'll wrap it up because – I was just hearing reporting about Facebook. So, you know, over the past couple of years, a lot of criticism about Facebook and algorithms and stuff. So they went out and created algorithms. There's a whole team that creates a, uh, an algorithm to make sh- to go through and get rid of, um, you know, false, you know, false news, fake news, uh, misleading information about vaccines, all that kind of stuff. Like they created algorithms to suppress that stuff. It exists. They created it and they would run it in test groups, but they would find that it would, impact conservatives more than liberals because guess who's sharing it and so any within facebook they create algorithms to try to fix this but anything that shows to hurt their uh engagement so if they'll run a test group of random people and if their engagement goes down when the algorithm runs they don't implement that algorithm because if if it doesn't because they want to continually grow so if they don't continue to grow they don't do it and it's like so a lot of people on that team end up leaving because they realize everything they do never gets done so they, it's a very high turnover department right that's what, right oh well, and that's why my point is you know when when corporations are on the right side of, of things it's 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 that's a that's a good thing but don't look to, for corporations to solve your problems because corporations are basically going to do what's best for their bottom line and for their shareholders not not what's best for the country and your everyday person right so on that wonderful note, this is a depressing podcast, Keith. We need to, we got I mean, something good. It's been a depressive couple of weeks, I guess, but, um, yeah, um, I guess we can, we like, I guess, uh, the, the, the positive takeaway is like, you know, we're holding police accountable. Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to move forward on that. I know the, um, there's a, there's a, there's a justice bill to, um, named for George Floyd that passed in the house. Mm-hmm. It's now up in the Senate's, um, this whole, you know, 50-50 Senate with two very moderate Democrats on it are kind of holding things up. We um, also had the past the House also uh, D.C. statehood. So when was that? I missed that. That was yesterday. I missed that. You missed that. D- that am, it passed the House D.C. statehood, so it's going to the Senate where that's going to be a tougher fight. But passed them. I think the people. Of, I think the people of D.C should also have a vote on that well i know i I know that's not how we do things 
but, but I mean, I think, they, I think there needs to be a referendum in DC to say like to do the do the people. I, I really do. I think the people I think there was. Wasn't I, there? I think I don't know. Maybe there was. And if I there was, was, I'm sure. I think it would pass. I think uh, I don't know the numbers on that. I have to look up. But but to be to be a country that talks about representation and have an entire district that has no representation, not right. to just and, and, also the same thing. and also it's Puerto also Rico. The same thing with Puerto Rico statehood, yep. right? I yep. I do I think I I personally think Puerto Rico should be a state, but I also think that the people of Puerto Rico should have a say in that. Right, but I think um, they should be a state because they 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 have a non-voting member of Congress. Same with DC. I think it would I think it would benefit Puerto Rico. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think there is there is a. There's, there might be an attitude of, of Puerto Rico that we don't, we still kind of want to remain somewhat independent from the United States of America. Well, and maybe, I, can, I can accept that well, if, if that's, if that's what they want, but at the same, I, so. Yeah, no, I I think they would need to be able to, I think they should vote on it first and there should be a referendum in Puerto Rico. Well, that's how most states happen. State. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I don't think it should be up to the federal government to just be like, okay, you're a state. Now. Um, but it'd be nice if people in the U S realized that Puerto Rico is part of the U S that'd be nice. Well, that yeah, I mean we need to. I mean we had a former civics. We, we had a former. Si- we had a former president of the United States. So I'm not sure that if he, if he knew that Puerto Rico. Well, was surrounded by water, States. so it's really hard to get things there. Yeah, I don't know if you know that. Surrounded by water. Water, we don't. Yeah, things. The yeah, islands typically have have a very hard time yeah. about getting getting things, especially you know, in in 2020, 2019, whatever. Yeah, because we don't have like you know. When was that? It was like 2018, wasn't it? airplanes we don't have airplanes and boats and things anyways to be fair a lot of the infrastructure was 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 damaged so i don't think airplanes were uh you can do airdrops but yeah you could get fly c-17 over there and drop car pallets with parachutes this is true like you said there's always there's always an answer we can deploy anywhere in the world for a battle at a moment's notice we should be able to deploy emergency supplies food water and other supplies and medicine at a disaster area at a moment's notice. Like there should be a C-17 on a tarmac at all times loaded up with non-perishables that as soon as like a major disaster happens, a hurricane, a flood somewhere, it just flies over the top and just parachutes it down. It just mobilize it as soon as possible. And boom, here's our mobile rig. It's let's go. Like why, why doesn't FEMA have all this stuff just on standby, ready to go in within 24 hours of, or with even within 12 hours of any event ending, Boom, we have a, a, re, a station set up to go. No reason that it shouldn't be, Keith. No I mean, reason. again, I'm, how many times are we going to say this on this episode? It is 2021. It's 2021. <laughs> Let's get this shit done. That's, that's, we're, we're ending on that. It is 2021. Let's get this 2021. Shit done. Let's get it done. I like the slogan. All right. Put on All a right. t shirt. <laughs> Signing off. See you later. Have a great one. See you.